guys, it's Janice. If you love this podcast and you've gotten great value and maybe a bit of entertainment out of past episodes, please consider a donation in support of both my podcast fees and my coffee habit. There's no obligation. Just click the link below and thanks so much for your support. Now on to today's episode. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Lil Nace X and Billy Ray Cyrus. Rob Thomas and Santana. Kanye and Jamie Foxx. What did they all know about and tap into? Well, as the Beatles famously put it, they get by with a little help from their friends. And you're welcome for the earworm, by the way. They all know the benefits of collaboration. The Oxford Dictionary defines collaboration as the action of working with someone to produce or create something. I think Ringo and the boys said it better, but it all boils back to working together to achieve an accomplishment. And that's today's topic, collaboration and resilience. Hey, I'm Janice, and welcome to another episode of Connections, Coffee, and Confidence. Those are the three things I think are critical to every successful entrepreneur. So grab a cup of your favorite brew, and let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the second last installment of my mini-series on resilience. So far, we've covered strategy, strengths, knowing when you're getting in your own way, and getting back out of it. Today, we're going to build a bit on all of those ideas and discuss collaborating with others in order to ensure longevity and access to new customers. And then next week, we'll wrap it up with prioritizing your health. The reason why I covered the aspects of resilience and leadership in the order that I did is because without having worked on those traits we've already covered, you wouldn't be in a position to make the most of collaborating with someone else. If you don't know your goals, your strengths, and therefore your weaknesses, if you don't open up to the idea that perhaps you don't know everything and could use some help, that you're ready to hand over some of the control to someone you trust so you can focus on your passion, you're not going to make a great collaborator with all the downsides that come with a failed partnership. So you try working with someone and it doesn't work out. Big deal, right? Well, Hopefully that's how it goes, but there's always some fallout from a partnership gone wrong. If you've created a project with someone and the project fails, you run the risk of having the finger pointed at you as the cause, or worse, actually B 
be the cause. I mean, it's one thing to be able to hold your head up and rebut accusations from a position of confidence and strength, but to do so when you have nothing to stand on? Well, the only remedy there is to hold your hand up and say you're sorry and you're learning so you can do better. It's a place that's harder to come back from. And depending on the type of project and who your chosen collaborator is, your relationship with them, your mutual expectations and understandings, you can suffer a great deal of reputational loss. Reputation is crucial to maintaining the viability of your business. If you had a strong reputation with your audience and use the collaboration to find new markets, you won't have anything of note to fall back on with a new audience. You should be mostly okay with your regular people, situation dependent. Not to mention, guys, it is so frustrating and annoying and all kinds of ugh to have something you worked hard to put together, something you took a leap of faith on, fall apart. That's just headache and hassle you don't need. A resilient leader has no plans to give up, and she will work in order to stay relevant and successful. She knows that she needs to bolster her weaknesses, to access new audiences, to be open to doing something in a different way in order to learn and do better. The way to do all of this in one foul swoop is to seek out partners, to collaborate with other companies or entities in order to continue building and moving ahead. And one way of doing this is to collaborate with who you might traditionally see as a competitor. Stay with me. It may feel like a gamble, but I think there is so much to gain from supporting each other. I guess we could look at ourselves as women. Sorry, dudes. I'm happy you're here, but there are no men on my email list. So for now, I'm sticking with my fellow women. So yeah, we can think about the larger female empowerment type of thing and say, yes, we should support each other and help each other out. I'm a member of two different groups with people who are really my direct competition in a way. For example, I'm a member of a group for female podcasters, but I approach business from an abundance mindset. No, I'm, I'm not going to get all woo-woo on you, but I do feel better approaching my business, this podcast, from the perspective that there's enough to go around. There are enough listeners, there are enough advertisers, there are enough topics, and enough bandwidth to carry all of us comfortably. Man, when someone asks a question and I can answer it, I jump to help out because I know what it's like and I would have loved someone to have saved me from trial and erroring through it. When someone hits a milestone or steps out of their comfort zone, even to fail miserably, I am in there with hundreds of others, cheering and supporting. And when I have a question or need to commiserate over the amount of work that goes into editing out loud breathing, seriously, it's work, and thankfully, it's not just me. But I know exactly who to turn to. It's because they are me, and they give more than they take. As an entrepreneur, it can be so hard going it alone. It's vital to have a support network to lean on. Yeah, your mom or your other half or your dog are fantastic, or not. But sometimes you need a specific set of ears or eyes to take in the challenge and the relief of getting what you need from someone you know has been there and done that. That collaborative approach with people who can help you nail your plans down, walk you through your ideas to whittle away the rough edges, to expertly guide you through the myriad of questions that always come up when you're creating something, that is invaluable. 
Whose work do you admire? Who do you see rocking your mutual industry? How can you both learn from and help them by working together? If you haven't found a network of people to work with yet, I have a few suggestions for you. Try your local Chamber of Commerce or find a local chapter of Business Network International. Remember that from Episode 3 of the interview with Karen, the immigration lawyer? These are two groups who are made for supporting entrepreneurs and business owners. They provide a litany of training opportunities and networking events, and they have experts who can help you out with your questions. You can try Facebook. Honestly, it might not feel like it's going to be very useful, but some of my best support comes from those private Facebook groups that are particular to my niche interests or work. Check out your local community center, the community college or university, library, and if all else fails, start your own. Be the leader you want to follow. You'll be surprised at how many people want to jump on board who've been looking for the same thing but haven't thought of or had the guts to start it themselves. Another great idea to build a collaboration on is to find a complementary business that serves a similar niche to you and holds similar standards or values. Perhaps you're a dog trainer and you know of a really good raw food supplier, a value you truly believe in for the health of your dogs. Scope them out. Take the owner for coffee or try out a Google Meet. Agree that you serve a similar audience, are each proactive and positive influences for your clients and their dogs. So perhaps you can get together and cross-promote. Anyone who takes your puppy obedience class gets a discount on their first month of raw dog food from your partner, and they feature you in their store as the recommended trainer with in-store advice the third Sunday afternoon of every month or something, or a coupon for one obedience consult or class handed out with every package of food. The opportunity is there for you both to reach different and new audiences, the people you both want to target, but haven't until now. The complementary business collaboration is a nice way to ease into this aspect of operation as there's less room for competitiveness or bad feelings. You aren't direct competitors and therefore there's more impetus to be open and honest and put full effort into making the collaboration work. So who's doing something that complements your business? Who can you talk to that might be open to getting exposure to new people and has an audience you'd like to talk to. A great way to approach collaboration is to think about how to best serve your customer. What are they asking for? What's their next natural step and how can you facilitate that for them? This might not be something you can or even want to do, but maybe you know someone who takes things to the next level, whose work is a natural progression of yours. Maybe you know that when your clients have finished working with you, they usually move on to a particular service or product. And that service or product is who you could be targeting as your next collaboration. I think of massage therapists and physiotherapists, osteopaths and chiropractors. All have interrelated but specialized practices. A mutual referral service is a wonderful way to make sure you're getting a steady drip of appropriate new customers. This could also look like an affiliate relationship, where one of you feeds into the other for a percentage of the fees collected from the referral. Or you could host an event, probably online at this moment, explaining what you do, how your professions work together, and the benefits of a customer using both. Copywriter and graphic designer or web designer, for example. Realtor and photographer, painter-decorator, lawyer, cleaner, florist, 
So think about your business. Who is the jam to your peanut butter? So those are some ideas on what a collaboration might look like. It's up to you to pick which will serve your business the best. But once you've decided, what do you need to do to create an effective collaboration? What do you need? And it's important to look at this from the outset to prevent the heartache and stress of things falling apart without an agreed upon catch net. If you know me, you'll know that at the top of my list is communication. Without communication, I really believe all is lost. Something you need to keep in mind is that business is not personal. You need to be able and willing to discuss the aspects of each business that will impact the other during the collaboration and be open to constructive feedback. Remember, part of this process of resilience and collaboration is improving your own business. You can't improve if you can't discuss the hard stuff. And speaking of hard stuff, boundaries. Yep, scary thing for so many of us. But man, this is one you'll need to keep on top of for so many reasons, and not just for the purpose of collaboration. Part of your communication with each other should be the ability to set and respect each other's boundaries. If one of you can't work after 4 p.m. or offer a certain discount, whatever, lay it out. What are you willing to do or not do? Have this thought out before coming to a formal agreement because thinking on the fly is a surefire way to forget something important and usually it's something the other person has taken for granted that you'll do and might not bring it up. Which leads me to agreed upon goals and responsibilities. You need to have a plan of how this collaboration is going to work. What is it both of you want to get out of this collaboration? Are you looking to improve your revenue, increase your client base, increase your audience, learn something? Formalize that. Put it on paper and work backwards to lay out exactly how you'll reach that goal. Set out the terms and conditions. Agree who is going to be responsible for what by when. Is there a minimum amount of service or measurable new audience members required to make this a profitable venture for you? Communicate that and lay it out in the terms. Is there a time frame for this venture? Is it a definitive project like an event or a promotion? Or is it a long-term relationship? And if it's a long-term deal, when are the review periods? And what do you do if it's just not working for you? Or for them? You'll need to talk about it, obviously. You'll need to refer back to the original goals and see if they need to be revised, if the responsibilities need to be reviewed. And if all else fails, you need to have a built-in get-out clause to the agreement. Detangling can be harder than entangling sometimes, so you want to be clear from the outset the procedure for calling time on a collaboration. Now, hopefully, you never need that fallback, but if you do, you'll be happy you had the foresight to have it in place. A resilient leader is aware of the power of numbers, of the needs for security and support network for those times when situations either require relying on that strength or opportunities present themselves to build upon that security. It can be hard to take your business, your reputation and your customer base and risk combining it with another's to lose that bit of control over a project. But a resilient leader is one who has recognized the value in connection and has been involved, invested in creating a network built on trust, understanding, and common levels of service expectations. 
Find the right type of project to bolster your weaknesses and feature your strengths and be prepared with your eyes open and a get out strategy in place. Work your butt off and you and your collaborative partner can be dancing in the streets like David Bowie and Mick Jagger. Hey, thank you so much for listening today. And if you like what you heard, I'd love if you could hit the subscribe button and leave me a positive review wherever you're listening. It doesn't cost you anything but an extra minute of time, but it means a lot to me. And if you really like what you're learning, head to JaniceFogarty.com and sign up for my weekly email. You'll be the first to know about the new episodes and the other plans I'm working on. So make sure to meet me, same time, same place, next week. Until then, stay safe and thank you so much. 